This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura, precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. And good evening and welcome to our final weeknight edition of Golf Talk Canada Radio. And this is an all-open preview two-hour edition as we really kick off Open Championship Week right here on TSN. You're home for all major championship golf. Zucchino in studio. Weeks, he's overseas at Carnoustie. Adam Scully, master producer, to my left, taking the co-host chair this evening. Scully, lots to get to. Just initially, off the top of your head, when you're thinking of Carnoustie, when you're thinking of this Open Championship, to you to you right now, what is the theme? What is the storyline before we kick this off Thursday morning? Well, it's good to be back here, first of all. And second of all, i, I got to say, it's it's how baked out the golf course is. Yeah. I, I mean, it's so it, it's rare you see any golf course this brown and in good shape. And it's in great shape. It's just baked out, and, and the fairways are running faster than the greens, which oh, is so rare. That is so rare for those of you who do... Do not know Carnoustie, otherwise known as Carnasty, is going to play very different in 2018 than we saw in 07 and we saw in 99. The rough is thin. It is wispy because they've had the hottest and driest summer spring on record. As you know. As I know. As I was there. Uh, it is firm. It is fast. And it is thin. We've seen drives over 400 yards. In fact, in practice rounds, we've seen Dustin Johnson drive it into the burn on 18, where players back in 99 were hitting their second shot in that burn. It is 450 Scully from the tee. DJ finding the burn with the driver. The theme of 400-plus yard drives will be a big one this year at the Open. It's going to be huge. And to go back to that 18th hole, when when Sergio had a one-shot lead in 2007, he hit three iron, three iron. Wow. You know, so there you it, go. just it goes. I mean, that was obviously softer, and it might have been into the wind. But you know, 18's playing straight downwind, and and a theme I'm looking forward to seeing if whoever has the lead on Sunday, if it's more than a two shot lead, we saw Vandeveld make triple in '99. Padraig yeah. Harrington made double. Mm-hmm. Sergio made bogey back in '07. You know, I've had the pleasure. I've had the pleasure of playing the golf course uh, multiple times. The last five holes at Carnoustie are the is the hardest stretch in championship golf. The most difficult, hands down, in championship golf, and that doesn't surprise me. The guys uh, collapse down the stretch, and it's not even a collapse. It's not a choke. Uh, with hard. the exception of Vandeveld there. I don't know what that is. I don't even know if that's a choke. That's just maybe a, a string of bad decisions and bad luck colliding mm-hmm. all at once. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It's just hard. Well, and, and to go back to you know Vandeveld and Padre Harrington, people forget that Harrington hit his tee shot into the burn, and then his third shot after dropping was so fat and so heavy yeah. that it landed short of the burn in front of the green and bounced in right. so, to make a good double bogey. It's... So. Um, there's one thing interesting about Carnoustie. It reminds me a lot of Oakmont from a U.S. Open standpoint. They say, they being the membership and the players, you can show up on any Thursday of the year and host a U.S. Open at Oakmont. It doesn't need prep. It doesn't need to be get ready. It is just built for mm-hmm. U.S. Open. 
Carnoustie is that to the Open Championship. Yep. It is that hard, mm-hmm. and it is that good. We've got a lot to get to tonight. Uh, Weeksy went one-on-one with Adam Hadwin, who is the only Canadian in the field of the Open Championship, so we'll hear from Adam Hadwin. We'll hear audio from all the contenders. Winners, weird, and what? We've got 20 weeks of TaylorMade continuing. We also have the Muskoka Bay Golf Giveaway to get to. Twitter poll, jump in at Golf Talk Canada. We want to know, does an American, a European, or an international get it done? Right now, it's fairly even, which surprises me. In fact, at one point, the international bid was leading, which is an absolute (laughs) shocker. But America has dominated at the majors. Does it continue? Scully and I will get into that. Let's kick it off, though, with some news and headlines. News and Headlines is brought to you by Porter Airlines. Now flying direct to 16 Canadian destinations and 7 U.S. destinations direct, including Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Visit flyporter.com. Porter Airlines, flying refined. Well, big news and headlines always with Tiger Woods when he's playing golf and especially when he's playing in an open. Tiger... New putter in the bag and add more three. It's a mallet. Mm -hmm. It's a heavier putter. It's got the pure roll technology, so it has the insert. And I think this is a good change for Tiger on slower putting services. Uh, Also, a new driving iron Mm -hmm. in the bag that is a two iron that's de-lofted two degrees. He's looking for something penetrating. He's looking for it to go low and run. You're going to see a lot of different strategies. Guys that are going to pound the driver and try to take bunker out of play. Other guys that will get it on the grounds and running in between. Scully, I think this is as good a setup as any for Tiger to win at any point. I think this is a psychological battle for Tiger. I think you can't win a major on Thursday, but you can lose one, which he's done recently, especially at the U.S. Open with a seven from the middle of the fairway (laughs) at Shinnecock Hills. Uh, He really just has to ease into the round and not shoot himself in the foot. How do you feel about Tiger? Well, first of all, do you know how many rounds Tiger has in the 60s and first rounds this year? One. Wow. That's it. Just one round in the 60s in his opening round this year, and yes, the U.S. Open that was just a that was that was a gong show. That's what you know. It was just it was just it was so poor and out of character, I guess you could say, hitting it that far through the wind. But I mean, to go back to your your previous thought, the Open Championship is is the major that Tiger. If he's going to win another major, it's got to be an Open Championship because as as he said himself. He's not going to bomb around a golf course anymore like the other guys do, the younger guys who can carry a 320 and 330. Uh, yes, his swing speed is up at a pretty good clip, but he's going he's gonna to methodically go around a golf course like he did at Hoylake where he trusted his long iron so much. And we even saw in the third round when he holed out from 220 yards with a four iron. Um, yes, Carnoustie is going to play a little faster, I think, than Hoylake. It, it does seem a little more baked out. Uh, we'll see if we get any more rain overnight. I know we got there was some rain uh, last night in uh, in Scotland, but I think, as I said, th- this is the major, the Open Championship, whether it's this one or in the next few years that Tiger is going to win. Certainly from a setup standpoint, I- I'm with you. I think it opens itself up on an annual basis as, as maybe the-, the best chance for Tiger. But this particular setup mm-hmm. of being burnt out to being hard and dry – Harrington reminiscing Hoy Lake, uh, suggesting that in his Mm -hmm. press conference. I think it's even more so. Uh, The question I have is, can he get over the psychological hurdle? Because you've just mentioned, he's going to go one round in the 60s this year on a Thursday. There's a reason for that, Adam. Mm -hmm. You know, the reason is he's not comfortable in his own skin. He can't get out of the gate, okay? He plays best when he's off the radar, Mm -hmm. late on a Friday trying to make Make a cut, on a Saturday starting 10 back. 
This is the opposite of where Tiger used to shine mm-hmm. in the spotlight with everything on him. And this year, when he's had the spotlight and everything on him, he is he is withered away. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has not been able to perform. Maybe with the only lone exception is he played fairly solid down the stretch at Valspar. Yeah. Didn't, didn't hit driver. Didn't yeah. hit driver on the on last. That 18th hole. Come on the eighteenth <laughs> hole. Which tells me that the you know the confidence wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, you know that glimpse of nine holes at Valspar, even at uh, Bay Hill, no chance down the stretch. Well, well that driver, the drive 16. on sixteen is just you just—it's almost impossible to miss it that bad there. Yeah. Um, you know, in the spotlight on Thursday at a U.S. Open, center of the fairway, flushes it and flights it so, so good on the second that he just hits it through the wind, thirty yards over the green, and then just derails. Right, <laughs> bad decisions, and they say the first thing to go. Under pressure mm-hmm. is your decision-making ability, mm-hmm. and his decision-making ability went south. All right, we're going to talk big names tonight. We're going to talk who we like and why. Who has more pressure on them, though, right now, Scully, mm-hmm. to have a good golf tournament, Jordan Spieth or Rory McIlroy? Because if we're talking about two big names in the world of golf, Jordan Spieth, he's our defending champion. He's fighting the yips. Let's just call it out. Let's say what it is. Kevin Na came out this week and said, yeah, you're right. I can say it. I've fought the yips in my career, and I've won. Jordan Spieth will not utter those words. And what, if anything, can you expect from Rory McIlroy? Well, so Jordan Spieth, I mean, it's hard to believe the last time you won worldwide was a year ago at the Open Championship. And, I mean, to go with his putting, I, I remember I mentioned this a few uh, a couple weeks ago on Golf Talk where we were talking about his putting, and it just looks like he's squeezing the life out of his mm-hmm. putter. You can Which see the lights you do, of his the knuckles. worse it gets, right? Exactly. Yeah. You, you know, you, you tremble and you squeeze. There's got to be a ton of pressure on him. Yes, he had a great performance at the Masters, but ever since then he's been grinding to make cuts and taking a long break. As for Rory, I mean, he got off to this great start in his career, but he hasn't won a major since a 2014 PGA Championship, which is so hard to believe. It's a lifetime ago. Yes, it is a lifetime ago, but I do have one stat for you. He, he missed the cut at the U.S. Open, as we as we yes. all know. But in each of the previous four times he missed the cut in a major, he finished top 10 in his next major The bounce start. back. Yes. There's a bounce back stat yes. for you. And he backdoored a decent start, a decent uh, uh, finish at Augusta. Mm-hmm. Uh, never really a part of it on Sunday. Oh, yeah, it was too bad. But and last year at the Open Championship, he was what five over through seven yeah. holes, and he and, does again and fought it back, it back yeah. right? So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. On the other side, we're going to get to Adam Hadwin, who is our lone Canadian in the field, which kind of says a lot right now, considering he's also the only Canadian who has his PGA Tour card locked down for next season, with the ex- exception of Mackenzie Hughes, mm. who is really playing on the two-year uh, exemption for the win. Uh, with the uh, with the without that exemption, Hughes is sitting in the one sixties in the FedEx Cup points race. Adam Hadwin very comfortably in the top seventy right now in the FedEx Cup, and uh, comfortably inside in the world rankings as well. So Hadwin a different story. He will be at Carnoustie, but his last top ten on the PGA Tour. Mexico mm-hmm. Championship first week of March. Weeks he went one on one. We'll hear from Hadwin next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit Acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. 
five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to switch today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to GTC. Scully in studio with Zacchino. And speaking of weeks, he's in Carnoustie. He had the opportunity to go one-on-one with our lone Canadian in the field, Adam Hadwin. Let's uh, chime in on that. Let's listen in and hear how Adam thinks about this year's Open and his chances. Adam Hadwin here for your second go-around here at the Open Championship. And this is certainly a different week of golf than you experience pretty much everywhere else. Uh, Just tell me a little bit about about your adjustment coming in after one year of experience playing here? Yeah, uh, I think I learned quite a bit at Barkdale. Uh, I didn't play as well as as well as I would have wanted to, but um, there certainly is an adjustment. Uh, the game is completely different uh, over here. Uh, most everything's played along the ground. Um, you know, you're sort of playing into and short of bunkers instead of over bunkers and around bunkers like we do. Most of the bunkers that, fairway bunkers that we see anyways on the PGA Tour are probably preferable compared to the some of the rough that we play and uh, over here you want to avoid those at all costs so uh, you know it it, tremendous golf course Uh, you can play it many different ways Uh, I think you'll see a lot of guys like I said play towards those bunkers and short of them and then play play into the greens from there Uh, this is obviously a hard and fast golf course as you've been letting us know give us a couple of examples of just what you mean when we see these uh, baked out brown fairways out there and how that affects your play yeah uh, brown is beautiful right um, it's 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 a challenge to figure out exactly how far it's gonna gonna go especially down breeze I think into the breeze it's a little bit easier uh, you're still gonna get some run but it's much easier to control uh, I mean one quick example yesterday I hit uh, six iron about 250 yards uh, I can't imagine it flew much more than 180 190 yards of that so uh, you know, off the 18, everybody's kind of been talking with the 18th fairway as well. It's been playing straight down breeze. Uh, driver was just under 400 yesterday. Um, I've swapped in a two iron for this week to instead of a hybrid uh, to hit get a little bit lower off the tee box. That went about 320 off the 18th tee as well. So when you get especially definitely or especially when you get down breeze here, uh, it's definitely going to run out. You've been talking to me over the last few weeks in majors about just how close your game is and how you feel you're not quite getting the scores that maybe you deserve out there. Having said that, with this kind of adjustments to your golf course, what are your expectations here? Uh, you know, again, I expect to play well. Uh, I seem to seem to do that every week now. Uh, again, I, I feel good. I feel close. I, hit, I played really well yesterday in the practice round, hit a lot of good shots. Um, you know, working my golf ball both ways, uh, just really trying to figure out a good game plan on how to tackle this golf course. Because like I said, you can play it multi- multiple different ways. Uh, you can be aggressive and trying to fit it in between bunkers and, and have shorter clubs in, or you can sort of lay back and play it much more conservatively. So, um, you know, we just have to put together a game plan and stick to it this week. Is it fun? Is it, are you enjoying yourself? Do you, do you like the difference here? Yeah, I do. It's it's just a completely different way of go, uh, playing the game. And, uh, you know, I kind of wish we played it a little bit more, so I'm a little bit more used to it rather than just once a year. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. All right. Good luck this week. Thanks, Bob. Well, good luck to Adam. It's been a long time since the top 10. The putter has not uh, cooperated, uh, but it is his second time around an Open Championship. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's a golf course that can lend itself to any type of player. Now, off mic, Scully, we were talking about, uh, you know, just just kind of vibes and how we feel. And we were talking a little bit about our Twitter poll, where right now America and Europe tied at 38% of the vote with internationals at 24% of the vote of who you think is going to get it done this week. And you mentioned to me 
that for some reason you feel like somebody maybe off the mm-hmm. board could get it done this week. Now, Adam Hadwin would certainly qualify for that on a global scale. Mm-hmm. Now, Carnoustie doesn't have the history of that, with the exception of 99 Paul Laurie. And, you know, that's the Jean Vanneville year, and you just, you know, that year is bizarre to begin <laughs> with. But traditionally through history, Carnoustie, you know, has Tom Watson and Gary Player and Podrick Harrington, you know, players with multiple majors, legends of the game. Ben Hogan in 53, the year he won the three majors he played in because the PGA and the British were played during the same week, which is bizarre <laughs> to begin with, and he couldn't play all four which basically eliminated the possibility of a Grand Slam that he more likely than not would have won that year. What makes you go down there? What's the gut? Why that gut feeling that someone could come off the board this year? Well, I, I feel like in just the in the Open Championship, the golf is just so different than the golf we see all year. Another memory that comes to mind is when Louis Oosthuizen won by seven shots, won an Open Championship, and people are thinking, who the heck is Louis Oosthuizen? <laughs> he goes and wins by seven. So I, I feel like because the greens are slower, guys can get on more of a roll. Well, literally. Well, we saw that with Stenson and Mickelson, yes, right? Yeah, with that with aggressive that putting, unbelievable duel. And so, right. you know, I, I think if if a guy has a you know a hot week driving and a hot week putting, you know, like a, as we mentioned, like a Cabrera Bale, or for me, it's a guy like Brendan Grace. Yeah. You know, who's he? He's not as much of a random per se. Obviously, he did what he did last year with the sixty-two. Uh, but I, I, I just have the feeling it's going to be someone that we're not thinking of who's going to win this thing. Bob loves the slower greens. Yeah. He, he would love to see golf go in that direction. Mm-hmm. He loves the aggressive putting where guys don't worry about the one coming back. And you saw what you know Mickelson and Stenson were mm-hmm. able to do with that. Put on a like a thirty-six hole show, like you would not believe. Um, you know, I like a bit of everything. I like things that are different. I like I like tournaments that have identity, and that's the identity of the British Open. I'm okay with that, and I want the U.S. Open to be something different, and I want the Augusta to be, uh, Augusta to be something else, etc. Do you think the fact that the greens, there isn't as much teeth, and the short game is maybe not as much in play this week, do you think that is part of it as well? Because I think when you eliminate the importance of those all those specialty shots around the greens, you really open up the field. Uh, for instance, Mickelson, you know, is so deadly in his heyday at a U.S. Open. Just, you know, that lob wedge and those shots around the green could, you know, get him out of everything and eliminate a lot of players in the field who didn't have those shots. Mm. We don't have that this week. No, we don't. Ha- and what we don't have this week, as at least it looks like for now, is bad weather. It looks like the That's weather's right. going to be good. And so, you know, in past Open Championships, it's which guy is going to luck of the draw. And yeah. For years, it's like Justin Rose never got good luck in the draws, but it looks like this it's year... It's not going to be part of the storyline by yeah. the looks of it. We may get a couple hours of moisture, I believe, Friday, yeah, but, but not enough moisture to change, yeah, to change the way this golf mm-hmm. tournament would play out, or certainly how this course is going to play. Mm-hmm. And I like that. That's yeah. if there, you know, I understand that Mother Nature is certainly part of the identity of the Open Championship. A big part of it. But certain years... It has not been just a part of it. It has really it's, it's, it's basically decided who won this, and that, yeah. that should never be the case. Mm-hmm. One element of a golf tournament should never decide you know, who walks away with mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and some years we've seen it. And, in fact, you know, a couple of years ago at um, St. Andrews, uh, Saint Andrews when Zach Johnson won, and they, and they failed to call it early that day, and <laughs> groups were out th- there. Dustin Johnson was part Tiger, of that group. Tiger was part of yeah. They basically just said, okay, to those players, you're now out of it. Mm-hmm. Your tournament is over. Mm-hmm. And, and the RNA admitted that they dropped the ball on that one. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to deal with that this week. So it's, you know, the, the best player over four days yeah. is going to hoist the Claire Jug. And who knows? Maybe it is Canadian mm-hmm. Adam Hadwin. And maybe 
Like Stenson, who found his putter on slower greens, that was always his Achilles heel. The putter, maybe Adam Hadwin finds his putter mm-hmm. on slower greens. Who knows? At Carnoustie. Okay, on the other side, Adam, American golfers have dominated the global stage as of late, as of late especially here again in 2018. Mm-hmm. Will they do it again at Carnoustie? We will hear from the American contenders and notables next, starting with Tiger Woods. This is Golf Talk Canada Open Championship Preview Special. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to switch today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by JPSM Golf, Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including CartTech, MotoCaddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit jpsmgolf.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC Open Edition. Scully Zucchino, as we get you set for everything and anything Open Championship. Of course, it gets going Thursday at 1.30 in the morning. Uh, I'll, be you, uh, I'll be up. I'll be up. <laughs> Heather says to me the other day, Mrs. Golf Talk Canada, when she sees the promo run on Golf Channel, it says 1.30 a.m. She looked at me with the fear of God. She knows what this means. This means starting at, like, midnight, I will, like, have the Golf Channel oh, on. Yeah. And I'll be watching it on and off through one eye. Passing off in and out, in and out with the TV blaring, and of course, you know, I have to have a, you know a seventy-inch TV in course, the bedroom. Of course, yeah. our bedroom is lit up like Times Square. <laughs> it is unbelievable. I don't know how she puts up with me. I really don't. But hey, it's Open Championship Week. What do you want? Right? Exactly. Uh, and, of course, CTV and TSN have you covered for rounds three and four. Mm-hmm. So don't forget, we've got that tag team, and that's starting at 7 a.m. on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. So uh, TSN and CTV, your home for all major championship golf, including the Open Championship. We broke down Tiger Woods and our thoughts. We're going to get to the other American contenders, contenders. But before we do, let's hear from Tiger Woods. Uh, each tournament I keep coming back to, I, I keep feeling a little bit better um, because I'm starting to play some golf again. Um, my feels are much better than they were at the beginning of the year, and I feel like I have a better understanding of my game and my body and my swing uh, much more so than I, I did at Augusta. The, you know, I've made a few adjustments, as you've seen so far. I've changed putters. I've tweaked my swing a little bit since the West Coast swing, and everything's gotten just a little bit better. Do you think that the Open offers you the best chance to win your next major in general terms and also the most chances in future years to win more majors? Um, not to be smart, but it, it is the the next major I'm playing. In general terms. So, <laughs> as far as long term, certainly I would say yes, because of the fact that you don't have to be long to to play on a link style golf course. All right, Tiger, there was a little bit of a smart Alec answer kind of <laughs> says, but, but we've broken down his chances, and we've broken down why this is his best chance. But at the end of the day, he needs to get over the mental hurdle. It's almost like a player trying to win again for the first time. Now, Dustin Johnson, who Weeksy has picked as his guy to win this, he's world number one. He is the bookmaker's favorite at 12-1. to 1. He opened at 12-1. to 1. He stayed there. He is the favorite. Scully. Had a chance to win the U.S. Open, couldn't get the putter to work on the weekend. He gave that one away. He's had chances at the Open Championship many times before, has not closed the deal. We have not seen him 
an official competition since the U.S. Open. Mm -hmm. That is a long time away from competitive golf. I don't know how to handicap Dustin Johnson's chances in this uh, tournament. He's not on my radar. With no no disrespect, it's probably a mistake because he's that good. But right now, I, I just I don't know. I don't see DJ being a factor. I could be completely offside though. I, I mean, as you said at the U.S. Open, that was his tournament to lose. I remember telling people after 36 holes, he might win by seven. It yes. looked like he was playing a different golf yes. course. And, and yes, the golf course, the greens were brutal on the weekend. Uh, but you know, everyone was playing the same golf course. He just couldn't get it done. And we've seen D, uh, DJ in past years. Uh, more specifically at Royal St. George's when he blew that shot out of bounds on the back nine to lose to Darren Clark. Um, but, I mean, he's, he's world number one for a reason. So right? with the exception, uh, you, know, with, with, you know, with the exception of everything going on and, and what we've outlined of him not playing, is that it, you've got him there simply because he's number one in the world and because of his God-given skills are just so immense. He's a freak. That's he's a freak. He, yeah. But other than that, there's nothing you could say to me as to why he would contend here this week, no. really. No. I, but you can't I, build me a case. You really can't. And, and I mean, you wonder, if he, is he going to hit a bunch of drivers? I, I know uh, Kepka was quoted today as saying he's going to hit nine drivers right. around. Is, is he's the, in the John Rahm camp. We're just going to pound drive. Yeah, we're just going to rip it over the bunkers. Is DJ going to do that? Who knows? I don't know. It's going to be fun to watch. There's question marks on world number one. He's been on a bit of a hiatus. Let's hear from Dustin Johnson. It's all going to depend on the wind. If the wind blows, it's hard no matter how, how you set it up and, you know, how the fairways are rolling. But, you know, no matter what, even when they're green, they're still pretty firm. They just don't roll out quite as much. So, you know, around here, Maybe could make it a hair easier, but you know, obviously, if the fairways are green and it's a little bit softer, the, the rough's thicker, so you know, it makes it easier to hit the fairways. But when you miss, it's a little more difficult. Where now it's harder to hit the fairways, but you know, the rough's not as penalizing. And that's the thing it's firm, it's dry, it's fast, but the bonus of that is. The fescue is not what it was in 99 and 2000. It's thin. Even Mickelson, was, who's, who played in both of those championships at Carnoustie, was drastically surprised at how thin the fescue was uh, compare, compared to previous uh, years. Yeah, and you wonder, I mean, with, with DJ and, and how firm it's playing, the par fives are going to be absolutely crucial for him. And, and Kepka as well, yesterday, said that DJ had three iron wedge into, a, into the 14th hole. Think so. about that. You know, he could have driven the whole thing. Right. You know, he could have driven it, but uh, you know, for him, it's that putter cost him uh, at the uh, at the U.S. Open, and you wonder here with the slow greens again. You yeah. know, it's it's all about Will adjusting. Will it be a factor, right? For him, I mean, he, he's typically uh, he's a good lag putter as well. So the putter is going to be his make or break this week. I think. Now, speaking of Brooks Kepka, a good friend of Dustin Johnson's, they've been working out this week, playing practice rounds together as they often do. Kepka now, with the exception of Rory McIlroy with four. Jordan Spieth with three. Brooks Kepka is next in line with most majors under the age of 30. Quietly now at two. Back-to-back U.S. Opens. So difficult to do. Hadn't happened since Curtin Strange did it 30 years ago. Uh, and now here he is on the radar again for an Open Championship. Uh, you know, why not Brooks Kepka again? I don't know. Playing with house money kind of scares me. Before we get into Kepka's chances, Scully, let's hear from our U.S. Open champion. It's very firm, uh, very fast. Uh, some of these, some of these holes, man, you're hitting four iron and uh, wedge. Uh, I heard Dustin hit like a three iron wedge in the par five, 14 on the back. Um, you know, the ball's in the fairway; it's rolling 
60 yards sometimes. So it kind of depends on, you know, where you bounce it. If you bounce it into a slope or, or downhill, it could be 100 yards or it could be, you know, 20, something like that. But uh, the greens are quite soft, so you got to got to pitch them on the greens. If you're landing short of them, uh, you know, you never know where that ball's going to end up. The one thing that always makes me kind of curious or sit up and take notice, and it'd be, again, I'm not on Team America this week. I'm on Team Europe. But Brooks Kepka says, if you're not here to win or you're not here thinking that you're going to win, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And, and that attitude alone and the fact that he's playing with house money, that his year's made no matter what he does based on that U.S. Open victory, makes that guy pretty scary with all that power in the tank. Well, and speaking of his attitude, you know, speaking with Bob after he won the U.S. Open, he said, I believe I'm one of the best, if not the best putter in the world. So if he's got that attitude, he looks like a linebacker, you know, <laughs> he's, he's going to go out and overpower people. And, he, and you know, he's got that swagger as well. And, and he just believes that he's just he's going to beat you no matter what shape or size you are. And, and he loves going up, going up against his buddy, Dustin Johnson. They were in the final group at the U.S. Open and he beat him. So, you know, and, and come to think of it as well, since the beginning of 2017, Kepka's 20 under in the major champion. Yeah, and, and that's a, that anybody. is an amazing number, better yeah. than anybody. And you just mentioned it. The last time he was in an opportunity to close the big one when he had to, he did. He sure did. And that means a lot the next time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, these golfers try to have so- short memories. DJ does have one of the shortest, but it's much easier said than done. And speaking of that, that's a great segue to our next American on the board that we're going to hear from here, Jordan Spieth whose current memory, I think, is eating away at him. All he has is a memory right now of uh, missed putts and feeling nervous and feeling edgy. Do I look at the hole? Do I not look at the hole? How much am I twitching over the golf ball? He looks like a guy completely uncomfortable in his skin. Now, if you recall, Scully, I, I said months ago that I expected this to continue through the Open Championship. I did not think that we would see any signs from Jordan Spieth until we were going to get close to the PGA Championship where I think if he's got it going by then, look out for career grand slam. But I don't think. I thought that, that he would still be where he is right now when we got to the Open Championship, and I don't have anything pointing in the other direction right now. How do you feel about Jordan? Do you expect some kind of revival for some reason? Because I can't see it happening. Well, he finds a way in majors to just figure it out, but I mean, to go back, we've spoke about this a number of times, it's that flare to the right for his ball striking. You, yeah. you go back to the Still going you on. go back to the Masters when he blew it. You know, he makes a 7 on 12, he hits this weak little slice into the water. You know, we saw last year at, uh, at Royal Birkdale, the missing 100 yards right of the fairway, it makes the, the bogey of the century. So his his ball striking has been a little better this year. It was, for the most part, a little better at the Masters. I do remember one one shot in particular on uh, on Thursday where he snap hooked it so far left it bounced back. He was short of the fairway. Right, three hundred yards in. It's well, professional golfer. <laughs> I, I say it almost every week on this show. Bad putting bleeds through the absolutely, bag. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's what you're seeing. Right. Yeah. And I'll say this right now too. If you're fighting the yips, if you're passive through the impact zone. The last thing, and people think I'm nuts when I say this, but the last thing you want is slow greens. Mm-hmm. You asked Justin Rose why he's the best putter every year or one of his best putting performances of the year is always at Augusta. Because at Augusta, you can be passive through impact, just get the ball online started. The mm-hmm. gravity does the rest. They're super fast. You get eight feet uphill into the green at the Open Championship, and you need to hit it straight with authority. That's the last thing a guy 
who's got the yips or feels nervous or passive with the putter wants. No? Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And Augusta National is the great example for that. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, hear from Jordan Spieth and his thoughts on this year's Open Championship. My game feels good. I, I needed a break. I was I was kind of dragging along cut line golf for a while and playing a pretty heavy schedule. And I needed to kind of get away from the game, which I did. Uh, I feel good about the way I, I did it and, and the com- coming back to it. And coming to an Open Championship requires a lot of feel and imagination, and I think that's what I've I've needed a bit of in my game. I've gotten I'd gotten very um, technical and very you know into um, into making everything perfect instead of kind of the way that I normally play. And so this week kind of provides that opportunity where you don't know how far the ball is necessarily going to go off the tee. Uh, you know you have to play to spots, and then you have to use your imagination from there. Well, he certainly knows how to get it done. He got it done a year ago, but uh, he needs to get comfortable with that putter or forget it, and I just don't see him finding it this week. Now, our Twitter poll question, Skulls, is who do you think is going to get it done this week at the Open Championship? America, Europe, or international upset? As of right now, America leading with 42% of the vote. Europe next at 36%. And that early lead for the international side has dwindled down to 22%. Now, of course, if you're a Jason Day fan, you might be leaning on that international side. Later on in the show, we will hear from some members of Team Europe. I am all over the European side this week. (laughs) We will get into who we like and why. And I mentioned this on Twitter. I know uh, know, our friend Chris McKee, who handles a lot of our social media and YouTube channel, etc. He's always Team England, so he agrees with me, Team. England, but um, although who I like as my favorite is not English, <laughs> I think an interesting bet this week is I'll take England and I'll give someone else the rest of the world at five to one. Think of what you get right now with England: Justin Rose, Ian Poulter, Tommy Fleetwood, Terrell Hatton, Andy Sullivan, uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick. The St. George's Cross against the world this week at 5-1 to one or 6-1 to one would be an interesting, fun bet if you're looking to, to lay some action with some buddies out there. Well, if you want to lay some action well, with some buddies. Maybe you and I might have to have a little, <laughs> little talk off here. All right, let's go. On the other side, we're going to do some uh, Golf Talk Canada housekeeping as we wrap up Hour 1 of our GTC Open Preview Special. I also want to talk a little bit about that new TaylorMade golf club that's in the bag this week. The We don't even know the official name. Is it the Gapper, Gapper or, or is it the G-A-P-R? I think it's the Gapper because it fills It the fills gap gaps. Yeah, that's yeah. how I understand yeah. it as well. And we're going to have Tomo Bicet on our show in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. to we'll get into to it. But I want to talk to you a little bit about it because it looks super interesting. But uh, we'll get back to our Open Championship preview special right here on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, was brought to you by JPSM Golf, Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including Kart Tech, Moto Caddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit jpsmgolf.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. 
And welcome back to our Open Championship preview special. Adam Scully, Mark Skino. It's our last weeknight episode of Primetime Golf Talk. And we will go back and we'll be off this Saturday. This this what you're currently listening to on Tuesday night or Wednesday night, depending on what part of the country you're listening to Golf Talk Canada. This is our last weeknight edition of GTC. We will be off this weekend, and then we will return back to our usual time slot, which is uh, on the Saturday morning, depending on where you are in the country. Obviously, if you listen to us live, it's 8 a.m. Eastern every Saturday morning. We'll be back for RBC Canadian Mm -hmm. Open weekend to our usual time slot and remain there for the rest of the year. Tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern on TSN4, tomorrow being Wednesday... So Wednesday, TSN 4, we have a one-hour Golf Talk Canada Acura at the Majors Open Championship Preview Special. That's one hour tomorrow, 1 p.m. TSN 4. And next week, Skulls, next week, we're all on location together at the RBC Canadian Open for another one-hour, 60-minute edition of GTC TV. Mm-hmm. Lots going. It's a very busy time. And then there's we have a week, a half hour shows, and then we're back to the PGA Championship. That's right. We're back to an hour shows. again. Yeah. A few weeks left in 20 weeks of TaylorMade. So if you haven't participated, get on board. We still have a ton to give away. In fact, the grand prize alone is worth $8,000, and you can win regardless of when you jump in. Uh, you have to subscribe to us on YouTube at Golf Talk Canada TV and Radio at Golf Talk Canada TV and Radio on YouTube. Your only chance to win. Few weeks left in the grand prize: a full set, a tailor-made custom-fit golf equipment through the bag, head to toe, and a Stewart X9 electric trolley. We're talking about an eight thousand dollar grand prize alone. It's free to enter, and it's great content. YouTube, Golf Talk Canada, TV, and radio. Now, speaking of TaylorMade, Mr. Scully, uh, Gapper, mm-hmm. a new product, a new product release this week, available August twenty fourth, I believe, in retail stores. And I'm very excited to announce that Gapper will also be part of twenty weeks of TaylorMade. Yes, they threw yes. the Gapper in, and they just they just got this out. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't know what we're talking about, and you're going to see it this week on the Open Championship telecast, it's a new hybrid slash driving iron from TaylorMade. It's called the Gapper. They have a Gapper Low, which is very close to a traditional driving iron. The Gapper Mid, which is kind of in between a a driving iron and a hybrid. And then the Gapper High, which is a more traditional uh, hybrid. Now, Tomo Bicet's going to be on in the the next few weeks to talk about this. But the nuts and bolts, let's just look at the the Low version, because that's the version that will be in the bag this week for... Uh, the players in the Open Championship. This is kind of like a UDI. It's like a speed mm-hmm. foam driving iron, uh, although it has variable hosel technology. So you can get it in three different models, like 17, 19, and 21. But the hosel also allows you to uh, to add loft and deloft it, which is usually only available in fairway wood and driver technology. Mm-hmm. I got my eyes all over that uh, seventeen degree uh, two too. iron version. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. Well, and especially, I mean, given for the for the Open Championship as well. If you dock that thing down to fifteen degrees, it's essentially a one iron. Well, and I'm wondering that's what if that's what they're talking about in Tiger's bag because mm-hmm. Tiger in we, was what was reported earlier this week before this product launch mm-hmm. came out was that Tiger Woods had a new putter in the bag, which was a mallet Admore, and he also had a new driving iron in the bag, a two iron that's delofted two degrees. 
I'm wondering if it's a, a gap or low in the bag, and it's just it's the 17 degree two iron, and he's just dialed it down to 15, which we'll all be able to do with this product. I'm wondering if that's what it is. We'll know right away if that's what it we is, Scully, because it, it is a polished black head. Yeah. yeah. You cannot miss it. No. So if you see a polished black looking driving iron coming out of TW's bag, that's exactly what he's doing. Well, and him and, you know, we could see John Rahm with the same thing. We could see Jason Davis. Yeah, we as see well. a lot of it. Yeah. So I love exciting. the equipment tinkering at Augusta and at the Open Championship. Those are the two big ones where guys really go different mm-hmm. in the bag. You know, some guys won't. Phil almost went with no driver this week. Apparently, he's put Changes it back in. Yeah. But he almost went with no driver this week. So really interesting stuff. Scully, we have a lot to get to still. In hour two, we are going to hear from the European notables. Uh, we're going to give our picks of who we like and why. We've got winners weird and what. we got the Muskoka Bay free golf giveaway trivia question coming up. We love to give away free mm-hmm. golf here on Golf Talk Canada. We'll be doing that in the next segment. And uh, I'm I'm curious. I'm really curious about your pick because I know you, Bob, and I last November all picked John Rahm to win the Open Championship. Mm-hmm. Bob has left John Rahm. <laughs> he has now moved to Dustin Johnson. Yours truly. I'll, it's not a big secret. I am staying with John Rahm. I'll tell you why in hour two. I'll also give you a couple dark horses I like as well. I am curious to see if you, Adam Scully, are leaving your November pick. And if so, why? Or are you staying on the John Rom train? Only time will tell. Only time will tell. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Hour One. Tons to get to next. We'll break down Europe. We'll break down internationals. We'll break down picks, winners, weird and what, and free golf for the Muskoka Golf Giveaway. If you're in that part of the country where you only get one hour of Golf Talk Canada, you poor people, <laughs> you should be listening on the iHeartRadio app or online at tsn.ca for the full two hours. For the rest of you, Hamilton, Toronto, other select markets, Hour 2 GTC coming up next. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC Hour 2, or Scully like to call it, the back nine of Golf Talk Canada as we break down the Open Championship, get you set for the year's third major starting at 1.30 a.m. Eastern Time, Thursday morning. And then it hits the TSN CTV network starting Saturday morning around 7 a.m. for yep. round three. All right, uh, Skulls, it is three dub time, winners, weird and what, and you, sir, have the tea. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Ah! 
Look, it went further than your ball. All right, Mark, so my winner this week uh, goes to a little thing that happened on social media today, and that was Phil Mickelson yeah, hitting well. a flop shot standing, what, four or five feet away, from, if, not, if that, away from someone hitting a full flop shot over their head. Right. Now, the thing that kind of caught me on this one, because we've seen Phil do this before. Yeah. We've seen him do it with Dave Pels, who's like six foot four, six foot five. He's yeah. almost as big as you, Dave Pels, yeah. right? Not as handsome, of course, <laughs> but as tall. And but when Phil does it with Pels, you know they're usually in Palm Springs or like these perfect conditions. The balls, not to take anything away from the ability to do this shot, and I certainly wouldn't feel comfortable standing there. I don't know how you feel about no that. chance. But do you, th- this is the first time I've seen Phil do this off hard. This is British Open hard pan, Scully. Uh-huh. Like, even Phil, you know, and the guy is standing there four feet from him while he takes a full, wide open swing. You got to, if you haven't seen this, go on so- social media and Google Phil flop shot over guy's head at open. It's scary. Yeah. And I mean, if he miss hits at that all, you know, that's. Boom. Boom. Like you, goodbye. You're hurt. Yeah. You're hurt bad. Yeah. Like, right. That would that would hurt. But I mean, I mean, I guess good for the guy for standing in there and I don't know. Taking a I chance. I don't know. Good on Phil for just being able I don't know how you're yeah. that good to be able to do that. <laughs> There's no concept in a million years where I have where you're that good off a cart path oh, with a lot of Unbelievable. Just Phil, what's Phil gonna do next, as we said today? Hopefully like, not cheat. Yeah, yeah. Literally. <laughs> My weird this week. So we see in other sports how, how players are pretty superstitious around the championship trophy. You know, for example, the Stanley Cup. No one ever goes and touches the Stanley Cup. But the Claret Jug is a completely different story. Mm-hmm. We saw a couple of years ago when Zach Johnson won the won the Claret Jug. Jordan Speed drinking, holding yes. it and drinking out of it. Justin Thomas was quoted today saying he drank out of it last year. I think that's just weird. That's because you're a hockey player. That's exactly true. But I <laughs> just find it so it's very weird to you know to, a touch the trophy before winning it right. and then be drinking from it. Yeah, you haven't earned that. I, I I just these I don't know these kids just cut kids from these days different, right yeah it's just <laughs> like just they, they just they don't believe in stuff like I don't know Justin Rose was speaking it uh, speaking about it as well in his uh, press conference and he said he just he has no superstitions in his life zero he has procedure and he has pregame excuse me pregame routine yeah. but none of that is based in superstition of any kind so. Maybe you're just getting old, Adam. Yeah, I mean, you're, like, you're I, just I do, one I do of those a old grays, souls. So, you know. Yeah, and JT showed up with a beard this week, which just looks. Every strange. that's the thing. Everybody, <laughs> why does everybody insist at the Open Championship they got to show up woolier? When did that that's good start? Too. Yeah, when did He's that start? Beard. Yeah, that's, that's you know boring. that all of a sudden Open Championship <laughs> meant grow a beard and look rough. Now, listen, if you're a beard guy, I I, I often wear a beard. Yes. You know, I'm Italian. Sometimes I just, you know, it just it shows I, up at five o'clock. I, all yeah. of a sudden, I have a beard. I don't know how that <laughs> happened. But these guys are intentionally going out and growing the wool because it's Open Championship. Yeah. I don't get it's it. it's crazy. Uh, anyway, now my what? Uh, this is uh, what a prediction here, and this comes from a very surprising source: uh, Tiger Woods ex coach Hank Haney with a very interesting prediction. Tiger Woods has more experience winning in these conditions than any other player. And I, I think that's why he's going to win the Open Championship. Just very strange for Hank Haney to come out and 
be all positive about Tiger. And, and he's been very positive about Tiger throughout his whole comeback. He was in a Golf Digest article. He was quoted as saying, you know, I believe Tiger can win again and be dominant again with the swing he showed at the Hero World Challenge. And Hank Haney wrote a book on Tiger called The Big Miss, which I've read a couple times. And, was you know, he was pretty hard on him. Yeah, you very know, hard. It's just a very weird... You know, a very. It's just a very interesting situation. I, I, I'm with you, and I listen. I don't disagree in terms of experience and what he did at Hoy Lake and what mm-hmm. he's done at, at St Andrews when it's when it's dry and hard like this. I get that, but this just this is weird. It's strange. This is strange. Yeah. I don't, I don't know where it's coming from. I know Hank. Like I know Hank yeah. is part of our PGA Tour radio family, and uh, um, but the, it, you're right. It just feels the last six months feel a little out of place, don't they? Very strange. But I, I must say the book is it's a very uh, telling read as well by uh, Hank Haney, the Big Miss. The Big Miss. All but, right, Skill. All right, buddy. So Tiger Woods, uh, all of a sudden uh, singing kumbaya and holding hands with Hank Haney, <laughs> and him and Butchie back on the yeah. same page together too. What's going and on? I guess you just get old and you don't sw- sweat the small stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Skulls. Tea is mine. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Well, Skull, my winner this week, and I've kind of hinted towards this throughout the broadcast this evening, is golf for breakfast. Golf at 1.30 in the morning starting Thursday. It's not even breakfast. I used to have a a friend, an old friend I used to go to Vegas with. Uh. You know what he used to say to me at Vegas around 2, 3 a.m.? Let's order Eggs Benedict. It'll save us time when we wake up in the morning. Wow. All right? So that okay. could be the play here, oh. okay, when it comes to watching golf at 1.30 in the morning, just around 2 a.m. when you're getting ready to settle in. Around 2 a.m., you know, Martin Keimer will be on the golf mm-hmm. course already. Andy Sullivan, part of my team, England, will be out there. Make yourself some bacon and eggs. Absolutely. Around 2, 2.30 in the morning, go to go to sleep on, an, on a full stomach, watching it out of one eye. You'll feel great on three hours sleep. Yeah, at 8 I'll, I'll feel. Yeah, you'll feel great, and, and then you, you can get up and see Tiger T have at ten twenty one. That's right. No, it is golf's version. It's the greatest of breakfast at Wimbledon. Yes, is it not? It is. Golf's you get up early, and you know that's great. My weird this week, and we've we've uh, talked about this, and guys have been talking about this in their press conference. Fairways running faster. Than greens, and the minute you see Carnoustie, if you haven't seen images of it already, it is brown. It is brown from tee to green, and then those those odd pops of green on the putting surfaces where they've over the last several months they, they've been using any water that they're going to use is going to be on tee decks and be on greens. The rest of Carnoustie is rock hard and brown. And what what it, like when is the last time? It, you know, maybe I can't even tell you. Like, I know the Open Championship has slower putting surfaces than normal, but I do not recall an Open Championship. Maybe if ever, I don't even think Hoy Lake could say this. I don't this, think so. No, that their fairways were running faster mm-hmm. than the putting surface. It's a very strange. I'm really looking forward to watching it. And I mean, I'm sure they'll speed the greens up a little bit. Yeah, as we get closer to Sunday, you would think. But now, question for you before we leave my weird and get to my what? I'm going to give you an over under right now. 420 yards is the over under number. Do you think we will see a drive this week at the Open Championship over 420? Or do you see the longest under four? Oh, four over four twenty for in a in a New York minute. See, I oh, feel yeah. the same way. Yeah, I absolutely. feel the same way. And if that isn't weird enough, I don't know. Yeah. Well, if is. you got Brant Snedeker of all people hitting four hundred and twenty yard tee shots <laughs> on the eighteen hole practice <laughs> round, there you go. He's not the longest guy. Yeah. My what this week? And listen, 
Tiger has already suggested and has said that this will be his last start in July. But Lawrence Applebaum, if you're listening, and Lawrence, you know, the CEO of Golf mm-hmm, Canada, of does a great job. I think he's doing a wonderful job, by the way. And he listens to us quite often, Lawrence. What if Tiger doesn't finish T8 or better? If he doesn't finish T8 or better this week, he does not get into the last Bridgestone Invitational at Firestone, a tournament he's won eight times, a tournament that is near and dear to his heart, a tournament he has said it is very important that he's there for the last one. If he doesn't do it this week, he only has one more shot, and that would be the RBC Canadian Open. So what about it, Tiger? What if you don't finish T8? Get on that charter Sunday night. Fly to Toronto and play the RBC Canadian Open. And then imagine recreating that shot on 18, too. Just Why not? Why not? Why not? And what if, you know, players change their minds. If it's that important to you, Scully, a Firestone, being at the last one Mm -hmm. at Firestone, is that important? Then do everything you can to get in, and that means playing our Canadian Open. Well, especially having the the success he's had at Firestone as well. It's, yeah. I mean, I mean, if it's it, it would appear to be a no brainer to come play in Canada. But of course, he's won before, yeah. Glen Abbey. Yeah. So why not? Absolutely, I'm with you. All right. On you. the other side, we have not heard from Team Europe, mm-hmm. as we are referring to it as Team Zucchino this year. Because <laughs> I have been on Team Europe for uh, for the last few months now. I think this is the week that Europe gets their. Maybe their lone highlight of the major championship golf season, because I also think Team USA is going to win the Ryder Cup. Mm. So I think Europe steals one this week. If they do, it might come from the next trio. We'll hear from McElroy, Fleetwood, and Rom next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Premier golf in a perfect natural setting close to home. Limited memberships are still available for 2018. Don't be shut out. Visit cedarbraygolf.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to our Open Championship Preview Special here on GTC. Zakino in studio with Adam Scully. Weeksy across the pond in Carnoustie, getting set for the year's third major. Our online poll at Golf Talk Canada. We asked you, will America win again? Will Europe get it done? Or will there be an international upset? Right now, America leading the way at 44%. Team Europe, otherwise known as Team Zucchino this week, because I think Europe gets it done. I'm in, uh, They're with me at 37%, and then the internationals trailing, which is to be expected, I believe, right now at 19%. Scully, three names that are at the top of mind when you think of Europe. Rory McIlroy, Tommy Fleetwood, John Rahm. I think two of those players right now I really like and I think are going to be part of the storyline come Sunday. The one that isn't in my mind... Rory McIlroy, what to expect from Rory? We spoke about him off the top of today's show. Before we get to Fleetwood and Rom, let's hear from Rory McIlroy. Harry was here uh, for a couple of days last week, getting getting a look at it, and um, you know his report back was like, I mean, if you want to take the trouble out of play, you hit driver. You know, you hit driver. Or, you know, and the guys that are able to maybe fly at 300 in the air, you can take a lot of those bunkers out of play. You can take a lot of the trouble out, and even if you do hit it into the rough. You know, you're losing control of your golf ball a little bit, but 
you know, it's not so much that you can't get it onto the green or, or still can't get it close. So uh, there's a lot of holes here that I would have wouldn't have necessarily thought about hitting driver, but just with the way the conditions are, um, you know, I think you're going to see a lot of drivers hit by a lot of guys. Well, I never think it's a bad decision for Rory to put driver in his hand. It, it's his best club. The question, I guess, uh, Scully, is do the slower putting surfaces help Rory McIlroy find his putter? Because if, the, if there's always a missing piece... It's the flat stick. It's the flat stick. And, you know, is Brad Faxon going to be on his shoulder again, giving him, you know, putting tips? And, you know, one thing with Rory as well has been his wedge game. Yes, he's this unbelievable golfer, but if he hits wedges to 30 feet, what's the point of hitting at 330? And you you and I have talked about this for two years. Everybody talks about Dustin Johnson and how dominant he is with the driver. And, yes, going to the fade started the progression to get him to world number one. Two and a half, three years ago, him and Butch decided to go to a cut. It was huge to put it in the fairway. But if you look at the performance and the increase in his wedge performance, that's what's, that, again, hitting at 330 and then not taking advantage of being that close is pointless. And that's been a real Achilles heel for Rory McIlroy. Yeah, throughout the past number of years, it's been a huge Achilles heel. But, I mean, if, if his putter gets hot like we saw at the Arnold Palmer, he's he's almost unstoppable. And, and you know, the last time we saw him was the, at the Travelers, a T12, four rounds in the 60s. I have a feeling Rory's going to be a part of the conversation this weekend. I, I, like, I hope you're right. Yeah. I don't know where to go with Rory. I don't know to, I don't know what to anticipate. I, I hope you're right. I think we're long overdue for a Rory major victory. Um, but I'm going to reserve judgment because I think I'm just going to look like a fool if I guess one way or the other. Now, someone who I definitely think is going to be part of this is Tommy Fleetwood. Mm-hmm. He is part of that... Team St. George's Cross that I am all over this week. For some reason, I think the English are going to soar this week at Carnoustie. Tommy Fleetwood's had a solid year. He had a great Open Championship last year. He had a great U.S. Open this year. He plays big tournaments well. He's been preparing for two weeks. Let's hear from Tommy Fleetwood. A completely different test off the tee to what we've ever played at, um, on the European Tour in the Dunhill every year. Um, it, it's playing so fiery and firm that it, you know today it was just it was so interesting hitting different tee shots and trying to find a strategy for holes where generally shots have been so simple like if there was a fairway bunker at 260 you know you can hit a four iron or a two iron and it's going to stay short the clubs are going four iron you know there was a couple of two irons today that were going 300 yards um, so that means drive is going a long way and you can there's just two or three different strategies on quite a few holes that you can take now and I think it's just playing very difficult to hit fairways and put the ball in position I think that is the biggest change the greens are quite receptive um, so if you're if you're in position you're fine but it's just getting it there that might cause a few issues um, but at the end of the day good swings generally prevail now Tommy Fleetwood holds the competitive scoring record of 62 at Carnoustie. He is the course record holder. It was done during the Dunhill Cup, which Carnoustie is part of the Rota. He has been adamant this week of saying that means nothing. The Carnoustie mm-hmm. they see in the Dunhill Cup is a complete different animal than the one he's seeing this week. Now I understand what he's saying and I certainly agree with him that it is going to be different. But don't tell me the good thoughts of shooting 62 in competition on Carnoustie isn't going to help him around. Oh, it's absolutely going to help him. And, you know, we saw him shoot 63 at the U.S. Open. He has seven worldwide top tens already this season. That's pretty crazy. And, you know, and, and some of them in big events, right? In, in huge events. Yes. And, and, you know, 
that that iron shot he hit into 18 at the U.S. Open was one of the most majestic things you'll ever see. The high draw to eight feet, yes, he had missed the putt, but he's one of the best ball strikers in the world right now. And ball stri- it's the winner of this tournament is going to be one of the best ball strikers of the week for sure. Agree. And that's what Carnoustie tends to always mm-hmm. identify. It will test every aspect of your game, and very rarely is that a part of your short game, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Thus, a Tommy Fleetwood should do well. So should our next gentleman who was who I picked last November for a similar reason. Ball Strikers Golf Course. He's going to hit a lot of drivers. He's going to be aggressive. John Rahm had a great end of 2017. He had a great start to 2018, but he's gone absent in the heart of this season until recently where he found some form and put a great push on the weekend at the Irish Open. An Irish Open, by the way, which was dry, burnt, and fiery. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Coincidence? Coincidence? I don't know. John Rahm saying he's going to attack Carnoustie. Let's hear from the Spaniard. Feeling good. What am I going to say? I mean, playing France and Ireland, obviously Ireland being a Lynx golf course, France being a Lynx type golf course, play really good both weeks, uh, two top fives in a row, chances to win coming down the stretch. You know, if it wasn't for a couple of missed shots, maybe I, would, I could have won one of them, but uh, hoping I'm going to peak at the right time and, you know, I have a chance again on Sunday this week. What I hear with John Rahm, when you hear that interview, what he said there, a couple top five chances to win, and earlier this week saying, I'm hitting tons of drivers, I'm attacking this golf course, is I'm hearing a guy who expects to be there Sunday. You know, and he's, he's got that great mindset, and he, and he's always an aggressive player, and I think that aggressiveness is going to pay off this week when you, you just have to munch driver and, and hit it all over the, you know, fly the bunkers. He can fly 300 yards, and his driver's going to roll it to 370 to 400 yards pretty easily. But one thing with John Rahm as well, He's played 50 official events since turning pro. He's finished in the top five in 20 of them. That's unbelievable. That's 40%. That's 40%. That is incredible stats. And today, when we shot our our, uh, one-hour TV TV special, which we'll run tomorrow, Mm -hmm. we said best players in the world not to win a major. He's already nearer at the top of that list alongside Ricky Fowler. He's played 50 events. Think about that. Okay, how quick he has vaulted yeah. to the top of the world of the golf scene. It's 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 incredible. But one thing with John before we go to break is, can he keep his head? You Emotions, know, in place? yeah. Just like most of the Spaniards, yeah. Seve was like it. Uh, Sergio was certainly like it. Yeah. Um, you know, all thobble to an extent. Um, controlling your emotions. It will be key for him because you do get bad breaks in Lynx golf. Absolutely. And you need to accept that in advance. Mm-hmm. Before we go to break, Skelly, uh, one of the themes, very quickly, only have a minute left. Some players are going to attack this golf course and pound drivers. Others are going to lay back with five irons. There's multiple ways to win. But do you think come Saturday or Sunday we will see a theme? Will you see, we'll see the guys, oh, the guys who decided to attack had it right and they're at the top and the guys who play conservative at the bottom or a flip of that? Or do you think we'll see guys who found their way to the top leaderboard doing both? I think we're going to see a bit of a wash, to be quite honest. A bit of, a, yeah. bit of everything? A bit of both, yeah. Multiple sure. ways to get her done. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I'm just curious. It'll be something of interest mm-hmm. if all of a sudden come Saturday we went, wow, the, all, everybody who hit driver <laughs> yeah. is here, and the guys who laid it back are not. There's just something to watch for. Mm-hmm. So many storylines, so many things to watch for. you got to love the Open Championship. On the other side, we'll give you our picks. We'll tell you who and why. Has Scully left Rom? We'll find out. So some of these numbers you yeah, talking pretty your, good, pretty good. Maybe talking <laughs> yourself back into John Rom. Oh, we'll find out. This is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club.
premier golf in a perfect natural setting close to home. Limited memberships are still available for 2018. Don't be shut out. Visit cedarbraygolf.com today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino in studio with Adam Scully. Weeksy already over in Carnoustie, efforting for the CTV TSN family. Probably having some fish and chips right now, maybe. What time? Uh, no, no, no. Oh, Bob's yeah, asleep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bob's, well, you never know what, Bob. You could be out for a run as well. Yeah. So we don't want a wanna... nice midnight run or 1.30 <laughs> a.m. run. That's wow. right. You know what's interesting being over there this time of year? Because, you know, I just got back. Yeah. Is that they're getting daylight to around 11, 11 15 p.m. And it really never gets dark, dark. Yeah. Like even in even in the wee hours of the night at like two a.m., there's a weird kind of hazy light. It's bizarre. Um, you just I was in the northern end, which yeah. is obviously uh, still a little further north north than Carnoustie, but 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 Carnoustie's still getting similar light, and it's it's just absolutely bizarre. Now, what is not bizarre? Actually, it is kind of bizarre <laughs> that I have selected John Rahm this year as my winner and I picked him in uh, November yeah. and I'm staying with him. I also really like uh the English team. I like Tommy Fleetwood for the uh for the reasons you've mentioned. I like his preparation. I think Justin Rose, although interesting stat on Justin Rose, only one t- official top 10 in an Open Championship. It came when he was an amateur 20 years ago in 1998. Wasn't that bizarre? It's absolutely bizarre. But if you look at what Justin Rose has done this year, he's trending in the right direction. He's feeling confident. I think uh, a Justin Rose is, is going to play well. Tom, uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick. Uh, a decent week last week. Ian Poulter, you know I'm not the biggest Ian Poulter fan, but <laughs> a real... Um, Return to form for Ian Poulter this year. Um, Andy Sullivan. It's just the list goes on and on, the strength of the English side. And and there's other Spaniards in the mix here, too. And I'm not talking necessarily about Sergio Garcia because he's been absentee, but Rafa Cabrera Bayo. Mm -hmm. All I do is play tough courses well. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think Europe gets this done. And I think Rom, if if you're asking me for one name, it's John Rom. And if you're asking me for a dark horse, I'll go back to Team England and I'll give you Terrell Hatton, who sits with most odd makers at 40 to 1 or higher. That would be my dark horse. Hmm. So I'll give you John Rahm and Terrell Hatton as my favorite and as my dark horse. Scully, where are you going and why? So I also picked John Rahm to win, to win back in November. And for the purpose of discussion, I I, I won't pick John Rahm right now. Okay. Although, do you, although, do you still like John Rahm? I do like John okay. Rahm a lot in this tournament. But uh, I do think, after some, some thought, and this has been a guy who's been on form, I think this is going to be Kepka's year. I really do. I think he's going to pull through here again. And I, I, I say that because since the 2015 Open began, Mm-hmm. He is first in the following categories in major championships. Scored a par, rounds of 68 or better, birdies and eagles per round, top 15 finishes. Since the beginning of 2017, he's 20 under par in major championships, better than anyone else. He's the most confident guy on tour right yeah, now. Yeah, I'll give you that. And he, he, can make, he can make any putt. And as I said before, he's built like a linebacker, and he's got the swagger. So uh, Brooks Kepka's my guy here. 
Um, my extreme long shot. Birch Kepa, by the way, currently uh, between uh, 16 to 1 is the lowest number, and other books 25 to 1. So the, he's really relatively around 20, 22 to 1 is the average number on Brooks Kepka. So certainly, you know, not a favorite, not, not necessarily a long shot, but guys like Rory, Justin, Ricky, DJ, uh, Tommy Fleetwood, all ahead of Brooks Kepka. That's for sure, and and so I, I've got I've got some other guys. I'll, I'll say my extreme dark horse last. So I've got okay. a couple other Americans that I'm really looking at. Okay. First of all, Matt Kuchar. He had three top tens in the majors last year, including of course the runner-up at the Open Championship. One guy who hasn't been mentioned at all in this show, he wasn't mentioned at all in our U.S. Open preview show, was our Masters champion Patrick yes. Reed, who, who likes finished, a fiery hot golf course. He likes a fiery hot golf course. Three straight top fours in major championships dating back to the PGA Championship. His best open finish at T12 in 2016. You know, is, is he going to have the patience? Is he going to run hot? Uh, are we going to see the helicopter finish on the driver every now and again? Because he, he's got to hit that cut every once in a while. So I got a theme going here, Scully, because you're pounding Team USA. I am. I am. I'm pounding Team Europe. So you think the red, white, and blue is going to continue the trend? I do. I really do. You know another name that I haven't brought up to, to, to build up the European, uh, European side? A gentleman that has not finished outside the top two positions in his last four worldwide starts. The Azuri, ah, Francesco yes. Molinari, ah, yes. has not finished worse than second in, four, in his last four starts, and two of them are victories. And one of them is at a big one, BMW, outdueling Rory McIlroy. And his first American soil win in there as well in those last Plus four. Plus he's seven. the Azuri, so I mean. And he's the Azuri. So I, I don't know. You're pumping USA. I am. I am. I don't know. Keep going. But sorry, I, 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 No, no. Don't be sorry. I've got a couple of, uh, not long shot, but a couple of international guys I'm looking at. Right. Brendan Grace is one of them. Yes. Of course, we saw the 62 last year in the third round major championship record. He has five top six finishes in majors since 2015. He, well, he's another guy. All I do is play hard golf courses. Mm-hmm. One came so close to Chambers Bay. Yeah, he really did. And last year, he put up a number out of nowhere. And yep. of course, he flights the ball really well as well. Another guy I'm looking at, an Aussie. Another guy who plays really well in the wind, and that's Mark Leishman. Yes. Three top six finishes in the last five Open Championships, and of course he made that playoff back in 2015 when he lost to Zach Johnson and Louis Ustazen. He's another guy I'm looking at. Another guy. And, and speaking of international squad, Jason Day, guys, won twice this year. Yeah. Never has missed a cut at an Open Championship. Jason Day is perfect in his career in terms of getting to the weekend at the Open. Interesting. And he's won twice. And have you heard his name once? Not at all. On our show, on our TV show, on Golf Channel, yeah. anything Bob has written, none of us yeah. have mentioned. And he was one of the big favorites at the U.S. Open. Yeah, and I have called him, uh, you know, I still think when all said and done, Jason Day, by the time this year's over, I still think has a chance to be player of the year. Absolutely. I think he's going to have a big push come late in this mm-hmm. season. I think he'll do great at the PGA Championship. I think he'll have a great playoffs. For some reason, I don't have him anywhere near my top of mind for the Open Championship. Don't know why. He's come close before. He's come close before. And, you know, the, my, my memory of Jason Day, of course, is that that 2015 Open when he yeah. left that putt short One, right in the jaw. Right in the jaw to get in the playoff, at, uh, to get into a playoff That's at St. Andrews. Andrews yeah. Right? And, and it just, again, it doesn't make sense because numbers would suggest that this international squad 
could be quite strong there mm-hmm. with the leashman, mm-hmm. with the day, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, now, my extreme long shot. All right, let's here, hear it. Another American, Xander Shoffley. <laughs> Three top 20s and five career major starts. He could be a guy who comes out of nowhere. A he Ben could. Curtis, almost, an almost a Ben Curtis, but not really because he won the tour championship last year. Oh, there you go. There's, there's uh, someone. That, that one. Now, what and what was I'm trying to find Shoffley on here, uh, Shoffley on here and get him odds, but it's going to be something like 100 to 1. It's going to be. It's way down there. Way up there. It is going to be. I can't even find him. We'll find him. <laughs> we'll find him during the break. And on the other side, we'll give you the exact number on what Xander Shoffley is on this one. I don't know, Scully. You want you want you know you want to take Team U. There he is, hundred and ten to one. Go. Xander Shoffley. Right now, if you had to pick a squad, Americans, Euros, international, our Twitter poll. Where are you? I'm clearly Team USA. There you go, Team USA. Yeah. And would you secondary? Would you go to international before you go to Europe? Because even your picks are leaning. <laughs> yeah, that way. I I mean I I still really like John Rahm in this tournament. Yeah, really so it's did. hard for you. So to... I I still go. I think Rory Macro is going to be part of the conversation. I I, I still go Team Europe uh, as my number two. I, I would. Lo- I hope you're right on that. And you know, we also didn't talk about uh, Russell Knox, mm-hmm. who won the Irish Open just a couple of weeks ago. And right? sunk the same putt, almost identical. Almost putt identical twice. twice. Right. So <laughs> Team Europe is just. Oh, are they peaking at the right time? Who knows? Yeah. The good news is this. We could have one of those tournaments where we've got 10, 15 guys within like two shots mm-hmm. in the lead with just, you know, a back nine to go, which yeah. can make for very fun TV. Another name no one has spoken about really, and I know your team USA, Justin Thomas. Yeah. Played well a couple of weeks ago. He's very confident. He loves a golf course. No one's speaking JT right now. Will we see a tie? Is Justin Thomas. The most disrespected top player in the world. Oh, wow. Well, I, why don't we talk about Justin Thomas the way we talk about DJ, Jordan Spieth, Rory McElroy? He's already a major champion. He's racking up victories. He's won twice this year, yeah. In the last three years, there's only one player on the planet that has more PGA Tour wins than Justin Thomas, and that's Dustin Johnson has nine. Justin Thomas has eight. The next closest competitor, five. Yet we don't talk about him in the same breath. You know, it's got to be, you know, looking even back to last year, like when he won the Player of the Year, he won really early, mm-hmm. and then he won the PGA Championship. Right. This past year, he won in Korea, which is one of the right. first events Really of the early year. again. Won, wins the Honda Classic. Yeah. People, I, I, maybe they're a little iffy on him because he, he kicked that fan out at the Honda Classic. Remember when he booted that yeah. guy out? Yeah, yeah, M- Maybe that's part of it. Uh, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think it's that the golf community, us included... PGA Tour wins a PGA Tour win, yes, but there are tiers to the values of these wins on the PGA Tour. And when you're winning in the, I'm going to call it the offseason because I just don't have a better name for it, but when you're winning in the offseason, when you're winning when golf is not in focus, when you are not in major championship season, you're not in players' championship season, you're not in playoffs, and you are winning when the tour is in Korea, and you are winning when the uh, the tour is at, at the Sanderson Farms or at the mm-hmm. uh, or, or 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 Napa or Vegas or Hawaii, even for that matter. Which is crazy. People don't give it the same point value. Mm-hmm. Was that fair? Yeah, I, th- I think it really is. It's a, and that, that's really interesting. I mean, I mean, Dustin Johnson won this year. By eight shots to kick it off. We the year. put more value in that because of the way he did it in Kapalua. But then you're hole in one on the par four. Right. Yeah. yeah. But if if he doesn't do it in that fashion, it probably falls into the same category. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Interesting. 
really interesting. Something to keep our eye open for. It's going to be fun to watch, that is for sure. We'll take our final break. We'll give you some final thoughts on the Open Championship. Some Golf Talk Canada housekeeping, uh, what's coming up tomorrow on our one-hour Golf Talk Canada TV special. Before we do, we got to open the phone lines. I was going to say, yeah, we yes. got to open the phone lines because the one thing we have left to do here is we're going to give away some free golf right now. So if you're out there listening in Radio Land and you are listening live on a Tuesday evening, then give us a shout at 416-870-1050, 416-870-1050. For the first correct answer, we'll get a free round of golf at the Muskoka Bay Club. That's a free round of golf for the first correct answer. Who, or excuse me, what, what was the winning score the last time the Open Championship was at Carnoustie when Podrick Harrington got it done? What was the winning score Podrick Harrington, the last time the Open Championship was at Carnoustie, 870-1050, 416-870-1050. What was Podrick Harrington's winning score at the Open Championship at Carnoustie the last time around? On the other side, we'll wrap up today's show. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to GTC as we wrap up our British Open preview special. Congratulations, Connor Majena. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Connor, well done. Connor was the 10th caller. Wow. Our first nine callers chimed in incorrectly and could not tell us that the correct answer to the question in 2007, Podrick Harrington won the Open Championship at Carnoustie seven under par was the winning <laughs> score. Now, historically speaking, scores at Carnoustie have been high, Adam. They have Tommy been. Armour, 1931, the legendary Tommy Armour, 8 over par. Henry Cotton, the Englishman, 1937, 6 over. 53, the year Hogan won all three he played in. 6 under, our first sign of Carnoustie just being a little gettable. That was a good weather year mm-hmm. in 53. Gary Player, one over par in 68. Tom Watson, nine under in 75. One of Tom's five Open Championship wins. 99 chaos at Carnoustie. John Vanderville blowing the three-shot lead on the final hole. Eventually, (laughs) Paul Laurie at six over. And then Padraig Harrington, seven under in 07 against Sergio Garcia in a playoff. Other interesting note, the last three Open championships at Carnoustie, Watson 75, Lowry 99, and Harrington 07 all ended in a playoff. Three playoffs in a row. Will that trend continue here in 2018? Now, I see this as being a good weather Mm -hmm. 
Open Championship. I also uh, am considering the fact that this is probably the thinnest fescue we have seen in the modern era at Carnoustie. Uh, certainly, 99 and 07, the fescue was much thicker. This leads me to believe that the scores are going to be good. I went in our TV special. I suggested that 7 or 8 under par might win. I'm starting to think I might even have been a little low. We might see double digits for the first time ever at Carnoustie. Maybe 9 or 10, I'm starting to think. But I'll stick with 7 and 8 just so I'm consistent with our TV show. Bob went 6 because he likes playing the prices right and he wants to be at least 1 under. Because you can't be over on the prices right and win. That's right. So of course. Bob, of course. Of course. I said seven eight. Bob said six hundred. Where does Adam Scully fall on winning score? Well, looking looking at the forecast, the highest the wind is going as of right now on Sunday is going to be the windiest. Gusts up to thirty nine kilometers an hour. That's the highest it's going to be. The highest the so, kilometers. Keep in mind, so not the, miles. Not miles. Kilometers. So you guys want single digits? I'm going to say. 13 under par. See, you know, I, 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 I'm I, not disagreeing with you. Mm-hmm. I think you might be leaning in the right direction. I I, I think 13 might be a little aggressive, but I, I don't that, that's think... That's me. I'm bold. <laughs> but I don't think you're wrong. I think we might see double digits under par yeah. for the first time ever in a men's major at Carnoustie. And I say that a men's major because it has hosted one ladies uh, British Open in which Yanni Sang won in yes. 2011 at 16 under par. However, a very different oh, setup sure. yeah. and a very different golf course. So throw that number out and uh, file that one in the cylinder file known as the garbage. <laughs> okay, our online poll, which we're going to leave up for another 20 hours or so, but... Uh, Right now, our audience agrees with Adam Skelly. 45% of our audience says America wins again here at Carnoustie in the Open Championship. 38% suggests that Europe gets it done. And 17% likes an international upset. So it goes America, Europe, and Team International, according to our listening audience. And uh, I don't know why I like Europe so much, but I do. And I also don't know why I like England so much. You know, the last Englishman to win the Open Championship was Nick Faldo. That's how many Uh, years. Sir Nick. Sir Nick, you know, got it done the last time for St. George's Cross. So interesting. It's going to be fun to watch. Um, We didn't speak about Phil Mickelson at all. At all. At all. And I think that says a lot about where we see him in this championship. I, although Phil can always surprise surprise you, he's not on my radar. I'm assuming he's not on yours. Well, I mean, it's sort of which Phil are we going to see? The one who had great form at the start of the year or the one who can't follow the rules of golf? You know? I, again, yeah, can he get through a major championship? Can he get through a tournament without, without any controversy? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes or no, and I'm not going to ask you, is he going to win? That's crazy. But yes or no, is Tiger finally a factor in a major. Yes. There you go. There you yes. go. But, I mean, the Brooks Kepka john Rom playoff, that is gonna, <laughs> it's just going to be thrilling. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, it gets started at 1.30 in the morning. Golf Channel is your location Thursday, Friday, and then CTV and TSN take it over for the weekend rounds. Three or four, we have you covered. If you're looking for Weeksy, he'll be on SportsCenter. You can follow him on tsn.ca. We're going to take some time off, Scully and I, although our one-hour British Open preview special runs tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern, TSN 4. Look for multiple repeats. It's a 60-minute everything you need to get set for this year's third major. That's 1 p.m. TSN 4 
tomorrow. And then we're back next week with another one-hour TV show. Scully, myself, and Weeksy on location for the RBC Canadian Open as we look back at the Open and preview our own national championship from Glen Abbey. And then we return to our normal radio spot Saturday mornings on the TSN radio network for the third round of the RBC Canadian Open. Back where we belong, Get the Scully. alarm clocks ready. Back where we belong oh, yeah. on a Saturday morning. And don't forget, 20 Weeks of TaylorMade continues. You can still get in for the grand prize, which is a full set of TaylorMade Golf Club's custom fit, head-to-toe, and a Stewart X9 electric trolley. The grand prize alone valued at $8,000, but the only way you can win is if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Golf Talk Canada TV and Radio. Subscribe. It's free for your chance to win. Skulls, thanks. It was fun. Always. Brooks Kepka versus John Rahm. <laughs> you know I'll be texting you all oh, the way, yeah. bugging oh, you yeah. through the broadcast. I can't wait. <laughs> and I know you won't get any sleep because you got the early oh, yeah. shift 130 here, Oh, yeah, 1.30 baby. I love it. Yeah. Have a great time. Enjoy the Open Thank Championship. You. You Thank you for listening. Enjoy the year's third major. Lots of golf to go. It's breakfast at the British Open. I got to love it and have a good time with it. Go Europe, go. Make me look smart. USA. USA. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course. It always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at GolfTalkCanada.ca.